At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. The warranty discussion is always an interesting one because you get these guys online that go around and go, oh, don't do that, that'll void your warranty. That'll void your warranty. Well, I mean, really in the grand scheme of things, I'm trying to think back of something that has voided my warranty and I, and I can't think of something that's voided my warranty. I've never had an inspector from the manufacturer come to the site and inspect an install or something that a tech has done to say, okay, I'm voiding your warranty. Usually these things are pretty good. I mean, usually if a compressor dies within its warranty period, you're gonna get warranty on it. I mean, if five compressors die within a year or two years on the same piece of equipment, then somebody's maybe gotta go and look at that thing and go, I don't know, there's something maybe going on here that's not right. So we have Tommy Q from JV Warranties. We're gonna have a very open and comprehensive discussion about warranties in general okay and how they work within the industry and what a limited warranty is and 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 get into some of the some of the aftermarket warranty programs that are out there as well so this is a, a good discussion one that i've wanted to have have for a while actually so let's get to this now it's the hvac and Auto podcast i'm your host gary mccready This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and one of the items I picked up for demo was a pair of Klein knee pads. Now, I haven't taken them out of the package yet. I haven't worn them, but I'm telling you right now, every time I bend down and kneel on some rocks or a hard concrete floor, I wish that I brought them with me up to the mechanical room or the roof. Because as you get older in age, you start to realize some things about your body. Well, you're not young anymore, and you don't have... Um, as much energy, you're not as elastic, for lack of a better term here, and you, you have more pains and aches at the end of the day. So if you can fix this at a young age and learn how to use the PPE appropriately, uh, you'll be better off as you grow older. Anyway, check out master.ca. This podcast is also sponsored by Cintas. Now they have laundry services for their uniforms. Like I mentioned on the last podcast that my neighbor who works for a doctor company hands his uniforms in, gets them washed, and they're nicely pressed, and he just throws them on. Doesn't have to do laundry. Uh, Comfort Flex Pro brand. That is stretchy, breathable material that moves with you, not against you. So if you're in the market for uniforms for your team, check out Cintas. We've got a landing page to go check out. is Cintas.com forward slash HVAC. Know it all. That's C-I-N-T-A-S dot com forward slash HVAC. Know it all. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Tommy, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Gary. I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? 
I'm doing cool. I'm I'm doing well. It, it's usually I'm doing these things at night, but since I'm uh, I'm a new business owner of my own, like physical going out, installing, servicing, um, I'm able to kind of shift my schedule around at times to accommodate some of these conversations because uh, in the past I, I couldn't and I had to wait till the evenings to get these done. So it, it's kind of cool to be able to have the freedom to do that. I'm going out to do some stuff later on today, but you and I are, are going to have a, a conversation around warranties within the uh, the HVAC and refrigeration trade. Yeah, y'all good for that? Yes, sir. Absolutely. And congratulations getting on your own. What an exciting time for you. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I always see these uh, videos coming up on TikTok and it's like a guy working and the voice in the background is like, I didn't want to work for somebody else because I didn't want to work an eight hour day or something like that. Now I work for myself and I work 24 hours a day. <laughs> exactly. That's what, right? that's what happens to us, sir. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it, it's, um, y- you think that you don't, you're going to have less freedom in a way you do, but in a way you have more freedom because there's, it, it's really hard to explain. Um, but I'm sure that anybody that's in business for themselves, for themselves can understand that, that yes. point of view, that perspective. So you are with, uh, JB warranties and, and we're going to have this generalized discussion around warranty within the trade and just give yourself, uh, uh, 30 seconds to a minute to introduce yourself. Uh, tell us what you do at, at JB Warranties. Yes, sir. Thank you, Gary. Tommy Q. I'm our vice president of sales here at JB Warranties. So I run our sales organization throughout the country. And we got about 35 sales folks living strategically throughout the United States. And basically HVAC, plumbing and generator extended warranties, Gary. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about warranty in general. See, this is the warranty conversation always gets to me when I'm online talking to people because they'll say, uh, Oh, don't do that. That'll void your warranty. Don't do that. That'll void your warranty. Uh, and it, it, it drives me insane because there are, yeah, there are some cases where you, yeah, if, if you do something really, really, um, boneheaded to a piece of equipment and somebody from the manufacturer comes out and seen that you've done this to the equipment. Yeah chances are they're going to void your warranty. But in a lot of cases, warranties are usually, uh, the manufacturer's warranty is usually uh, pretty pretty solid. It's, it's put in place to um, give the, the customer they're selling to peace of mind in, in, in the long run. And I've never actually seen anybody from the manufacturer come out, look at an install and void a warranty. I've never seen that before. So um, can you give me a, your opinion on that, first of all, about just people um, and potential companies saying, yeah, we'll void your warranty for this, 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 and this. Um, but in, in the long run, um, how do they even know that this, this, and this took place on an install without coming out and doing a comprehensive investigation of that? Just give me your opinion on that. That would be very difficult for a manufacturer to track down. Gary, what they would do is they would track the serial number by product and track failures by product type, right? And if they have a problem system, they could potentially get involved with like a field service representative that would actually come out and help coach you as to why all these failures are happening. But that's pretty unusual. For the most part, when a manufacturer offers a limited warranty of five or 10 years, they're covering the components for that length of time. There is a little bit of change in the industry where the manufacturers now are requiring annual maintenance 
And what that will do is to help facilitate the limited warranty for a further length of time. They might ask for maintenance records over the last three or four years. They've started doing this a couple of three years ago. And so that's really all I would tell your contractors and your followers. Just make sure annual maintenance is provided because it doesn't matter the brand. The manufacturers all require annual maintenance. That's the key. Yeah, that does make sense because if you're not providing maintenance, if you're not cleaning a condenser coil uh, and and the compressor fails because, <laughs> you know what I mean, it doesn't, the, the unit is shipped without a high pressure control, for instance, um, and the condenser's dirty and it's, it's 100 degrees in the middle of the summer and the thing is going off on high pressure constantly and, and going off it's an, an on its internal relief and it eventually fails, then yeah, that that's a maintenance thing. And and I totally agree with you that lack of maintenance, yes, and, and maintenance records should should be shown in some cases. Like if a building, if you send back this particular building, let's say there's a, a building somewhere in the middle of wherever it is and they've got 20 machines on the roof and they send back 15 compressors when the first in the first couple of years and they're like well what's going on here and somebody visits the site and goes well all these condensers are plugged like where's your maintenance records i can see that being a legit um stance to not cover a warranty on a dead compressor absolutely that's that's about the only situation you're going to see it and the manufacturers will know it and Typically what they do, Gary, is they rely on the contractors to be their eyes and ears out in the field. If you sell the big job, right, and Gary requires them to do annual maintenance and they don't, you have the ability to actually reduce that warranty to the manufacturer, call that manufacturer and say, yeah, they're not keeping up with maintenance. I would look at the parts coverage. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, what is a typical warranty coverage uh on on compressors heat exchangers coils any particular part within an hvac or refrigeration system what are you typically seeing for for and i'm going to ask you what limited warranty means as well because i people read limited warranty what does that mean like am i even going to get warranty because it's limited so what are you typically seeing for length of time on warranty for parts within a machine well, that's a pretty big variable, depending on the application. So typically what you find is what I would call rooftops, gas electric rooftops, package units. The OEM warranty, so the original equipment manufacturer, is typically one-year parts, five-year compressor. There's a couple of manufacturers that might have a five-and-five five warranty on commercial. Then when you flip the coin and you go to residential-type equipment, Typically, every brand out of the box is five years parts, five-year compressor. Then you have to register that product for what they call the limited warranty. And that would extend the base warranty of five and five to sometimes 10 and 10 on parts and compressor. And then some manufacturers actually would go to 10-year parts, 12-year compressor. And when I say limited warranty, the manufacturer is controlling that warranty, right? And what you'll see is typically that OEM warranty is to the original homeowner only unless you pay a transfer cost and you sell your house to transfer that, that warranty, that base warranty over to a new homeowner. So there's a lot of variables there. It's, a, it's kind of what we keep track of here at our company because our sales team has to know the base warranty of the product and what the contractor wants to extend it to, just like any warranty company would. Okay. Now, the, the, the term limited warranty, can you explain that for me, please, if you don't mind? 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing. The manufacturers, like I said, when they all come out of the box, typically in residential, it's got a base warranty of five and five. And in the States, excluding Ontario, California, and Texas, you have to register that product with the manufacturer. So homeowner name, address, model and serial number have to be registered with the manufacturer to get the full 10 year or 10 and 12 year parts warranty. And when I say parts warranty, there's no labor involved. That's the side that we take care of. This is just a limited warranty on parts exposure. The manufacturers would like that reduced, right? Because that's, that's where they take it in the, in the shorts, if you will, you know, a compressor in your nine is pretty expensive. Yeah. So that's the limited side of the warranty space is it's got to be registered by every manufacturer's guidelines. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, and, uh, like, I understand what you're saying because I get the little uh, in in the book or the the installation manual because since I've been on my own, I've been doing some residential installs. And in that installation manual at the back, there's information on how to register for your your extra five years of warranty. Exactly. Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, uh, let's talk about maybe some, and you might not know the answer to this, and I just want to throw it out there because you're in the warranty space. Have you heard of, of any stories from any man? We're not going to name names of manufacturers or anything like that, but have you heard of any stories about how much money uh, company X or company Y actually spends on warranty stuff like over the course of a year? Have you heard of any stories or any numbers that you could throw at us that would give us an, sort of an example of, of, of the, the warranty and, and how much it costs companies if parts are failing some of the biggest manufacturers in in the world we have relationships with and and i typically get information on what they put aside for their parts warranty exposure for the length whether it be five or ten and gary it's an astronomical number it's two to four percent of sales in the united states and in some cases higher especially on the commercial side because you have more parts exposure one in five versus five and five. So all manufacturers, it's a percentage of sales. And I got to tell you, when, when we have a manufacturing defect, like back in 2013 and 14, it wasn't exclusive to one manufacturer. We had an oil problem with the viscosity of the oil and every manufacturer had TXV problems. Their parts exposure skyrocketed for a couple of years because 45 45 to 55% of every TXV failed. So their parts skyrocketed for a couple of years. And that happens. That's with sometimes inverter boards. You know, we have a manufacturing defect or we have a defect on contactors or capacitors where they're not made into tolerance. So that impacts the manufacturer's parts exposure, which is a cost into a business as a percentage of sales. And it has a Mm -hmm. huge impact on the manufacturers. Yeah. I, there, there's a story that somebody told me, and this is coming out of the, the state of Florida, one particular manufacturer in, in one given summer had, uh, in this, just, this is just in the state of Florida, one particular manufacturer had, uh, I think it was like a million dollar in, in warranty evaporator uh, coils, a million bucks, and, and their budget was slashed. Uh, <laughs> the the next year, this this is all coming through the grapevine. Yeah, here their budget was slashed the next year on on warranty of apps to 
to like a quarter million. So they had to take that million dollars in in warranty dollars that they that they spent on 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 coils that were leaking within the warranty period, and they had to slash that budget down to twenty five percent of that, or seventy five percent of 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 that, right down to yeah. twenty to two hundred fifty thousand. Now, it it's interesting to me because. And this came up during a, a conversation, and I don't know how it came up and, and how I got the information because this is going back a couple of years, but it, it was re- revolving around the 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 talk of internal leak sealants. And there, there's one particular that I've spent about four or five years uh, messing around with and experimenting with on on older systems and stuff like that. And the company was actually going to investigate putting leak sealants on a brand new install. In, into these machines to prevent them spending that amount of money on warranty coils um, because they just the the amount of money is just astro- astronomical to them like, like what do you think about experimenting with different things like this to lower your your costs um, in in the long run all right guys so we're heading towards the end of the summer so if you've been using your gauges a lot your probes anything that attaches to a service valve on a system uh, it's got a seal on it so we don't have leaks so those seals wear, they compress, they dry out, they crack. Uh, so you got to inspect them and make sure that they're, they're changed out and they're new and fresh. Or you're going to have some, some issues with refrigerant leaking out. Or issues with pulling a vacuum if you have the seals in your, in your vacuum gauges and whatnot. So Yellow Jacket's got a very cool pick for that. Uh, it's just a, like a blue cylinder shape with a pick on the end. You pick the seal out. And you pop a new one in, the, the tool actually has a cylinder piece down the middle where you can put new seals, right? And I like to put a dab of nylog onto the seal after it's in there or before I put it in because it prevents that seal from drying out prematurely. And that's what the nylog's for. It's not going to damage your gauges. It's not going to damage anything in the system. I think we've been through this a million times. All right, so check out that pick from Yellow Jacket. Company Cam is another app available that allows you to store all of your images in one place on the cloud not on your phone it allows you to recall images videos voice memos um, handwritten memos like you, you write on your phone or with your finger all in the same place all allocated to the one job so if you're looking for a way to get organized without having to scurry around look for pictures and email back and forth company cam has this solution for you all right, so check them out as well. You know, it's funny you say that. We went down this road a few years ago. We do business with thousands of contractors across the United States. Yep. And the first product that I remember coming out was Stop Leak. And I had a friend of mine that experimented for me and put it in leaking evaporator coils. And it was successful maybe 30 or 35% of the time. The problem that we go down that road is we don't know what that stop leak would do to the sealed system, right? Is it going to clog the expansion valve? Is it going to clog a reversing valve? And that's why the manufacturers ended up voting against stop leak type products because they didn't know what it was going to do, the viscosity of the oil and the longevity of the product. So truth be known, the manufacturers did step up and the warranty coils, the time frame that you're talking about, I bet the failure rate was 27 to 32%, depending on manufacturer during that time frame. 
Mm-hmm. That's, a manufacturer's got to cover that, right? They don't have a choice, especially in the state mm-hmm. of Florida. It's a very difficult state to do business in, even on my side of the business. So they have to make those coils available. They have to raise their prices because they got to set the reserves up for the warranty prices of the coils. So it is a huge impact. I've seen and heard a lot of successful stories on other stop leak components. I don't know how the manufacturer would ever know that it was put in the system unless they required the defective coil or compressor to be shipped back and they open it up, which they can, they have the ability to do. I just, that's, that's a very expensive proposition to ship a coil back to a manufacturer or a condenser compressor and then go through it and, and figure out exactly what was put in it to cause the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, the stop leak products many, many years ago were polymer based and they would, uh, once they hit air or moisture, they would actually like harden congeal or, or whatever the word is. To, and, and, and that's how it would kind of stop the leak because it would, as it was being forced out, it would hit the air and moisture and kind of kind of harden in its place these days the the um especially the one that i've been experimenting with is is basically an oil-based product and for five years now i haven't had a dead compressor or clog or anything and that's why in the right circumstance i i use that specific brand and and it's gotten me by um got me out out of some jams and getting a customer back up and and running so i just wanted to ask you that question just to just to see if you had thoughts or or if you've had anybody else come to you with experimental ways to reduce their their warranty costs for things like leaking evaporators have you heard of any other sort of um hacks like that that people have tried to to save their 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 warranty period and and to get the the machine past the warranty without it failing within that warranty like manufacturers experimenting with stuff to to try to figure this out you know i've heard about it i don't think the manufacturers have ever sanctioned a product so that's that's the catch-22 i think it would be successful a very high percentage of the time to get you through that limited 10-year warranty then the manufacturer's fine right once the failure happens after year 10 most homeowners are going to buy a new system so there's that catch-22 where the manufacturers probably wouldn't endorse it, but they could off the record encourage it, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to get them through yeah. that that repair. But mm-hmm. besides the fact, look at the price of air conditioning now, right? It's skyrocketing. So yeah. consumers are, you know, you used to buy a $5,000 air conditioning system. Now, Gary, I think you're buying a ten dollars to $20,000 air conditioning system, <laughs> depending on what the consumer wants in the market. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Good point. So as, as far as warranty and this is, this is a question I'm going to ask you and you can lead into how uh, your program works after I kind of ask you this question. Do you know of any manufacturers? I, I've heard of them giving a certain amount of money for labor, but it doesn't really cover the entire job or whatever. So let's say something fails and it's, it's a manufacturer's fault. It's deemed the manufacturer's fault. <clears throat> Is there any manufacturers that you know of that will cover the cost of the labor for the technician to go out and and replace the part so the company's not out of pocket paying the technician for something that was their fault? To <clears throat> That's a great question, and it varies by manufacturer. Typically, what I see here in the States is if there is a manufactured defect within the first 90 days of installation and it's a major component failure, Maybe it's a compressor or a coil or a heat exchanger. A manufacturer, for the most part, is going to step up and provide a, 
a new product. If it's a compressor, they might provide a new condensing unit and pay some labor. Worst cases, they would provide a compressor and pay some labor. But typically, the manufacturer, 90 days is their labor window for their customers. Anything after that would be on the contractor's behalf. And that's to segue into what we do, JB Warranties. That's where JB Warranties has its niche. And not just JB Warranties, but other warranty companies as well. We cover the labor after that 90 days, giving the contractor and consumer peace of mind. Okay. All right. So let's talk about how your warranty program works. Because the way I understand it, and and obviously we have to be 100% transparent here, you guys have been a, a podcast sponsor for uh, a few months now. Mm-hmm. And I, I've wanted to have this conversation about warranty and how it sort of works within the industry for with you guys for, for quite some time. And, and I'm glad you're here talking about this. But talk about your program and programs like yours and how it can... I guess, elevate the warranty platform or, or give a customer more peace of mind because you guys do give labor money back to, to the, to the, to the shop owner or to the business owner. So their, their guys or, or their gals going out to fix the stuff are getting paid and the shop owner's not out of pocket. Right. So how, do, how does that work on your end when it comes to um, providing money back for the labor? So typically in the warranty space, we start, depending on length of coverage, and it gets a little confusing because we have labor programs anywhere from one year, two years, three, five, 10, and 12. So the contractor picks the term, right? And as soon as a contractor buys a program from me, his labor is covered based on length of coverage, right? So he has a mechanical failure three years down the road. I have an hourly repair schedule, very similar to all programs in the States. I pay the hourly scale and a trip charge based on the mechanical failure that he had. So what contractors, they're really getting a hold of it right now. And business is really good. Consumers want peace of mind. You're going to spend $15,000 on an air conditioning system. You don't want to replace a $400 fan motor for three years down the road. That would be a negative experience and probably a negative Google review from the homeowner. So what contractors do is they offer labor warranties. Typically what I see, Gary, is good, better, best, three, five, 10, and 12 type warranties. And they let the consumer pick the peace of mind that they want. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about the warranty space and the air conditioning space is warranties are now financeable with the systems. So not only do you buy a $15,000 air conditioning system, you buy a $1,000 warranty. It's financed over five or 10 years, and it's very minimal monthly expense to the homeowner, but yet it's giving the homeowner peace of mind. And what that's doing is that's building a contractor's business, right? And most of them get that. When they sell a homeowner a warranty, Gary, that's your customer for five or 10 years. So you need to require annual maintenance. So you get to go out twice a year and do maintenance. And then, you know, you're in the house and you can also offer upgrades to IAQs, zoning, whatever that application might be, because you're in that house doing maintenance. That's the value of a warranty. It puts you in front of your homeowner twice a year for up to 10 years. Think about the relationship your staff would build with the consumer calling on them 20 times over 10 year period. Mm -hmm. That is your sale for the next system. That's where contractors really have gravitated toward is selling a warranty program that puts them in that consumer's house 
once or twice a year selling upgrades. The sidebar to that is what we've learned is there's a lot of private equity in this space right now, buying a lot of contractors or buying and selling. Yeah. Yeah. The one negative aspect of contractors is when they try to self-insure. Some of them do it. Some of them do it legally and correctly. Some of them don't. What I would say is even if you're not, if you're going to do it legally and you want to learn how to do that, you can call our company and we'll help guide you through that. You basically got to do what I do, right? You got to have insurance behind it. You got to set aside a premium. You got to pay the premium for the length of time. Most contractors don't think that far down the road. And the other side of that coin is typically you as a contractor, Gary, and some of the premium premier type contractors, they'll offer a one or a two year warranty on every install. Well, if you have a mechanical failure in that first year of any component, if you're doing that as a contractor, you're running a no charge service call. Mm -hmm. And you're paying your technician and your truck and your expense and your overhead to go out free of charge. That's yeah. not a good avenue for contractors. So that's why I say worst case scenario, look at a warranty program, whether it's mine or anybody else's, and just buy a two-year warranty, all inclusive, and then try to sell upgrades from that day moving forward. Because you as a contractor in this time and day don't need to be running no charge service calls. Yeah. And there's no reason. 100%. You've got a program that yeah. funds it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like what you said about the, the, the once you're, you're in that home twice a year, you're building a relationship with the customer. And that's, and, and I've seen this countless times is that the, the company that I used to work for, that the way we would do it is it was one tech would take care of their group of buildings uh, consistently. And then you build a relationship with that client and they get to know you they get to know your family like because you talk about yeah my my son scored two goals at soccer last night and you kind of get that that bond going and then when you go to them with a problem or or something that needs to be done in their building because they have that trust they, they have that bond and, and you've communicated for for so long for so well it's just like yeah get it done we trust you and and the communication and and the relationship builds business like like nothing else does and, and i'm glad you said that tommy Absolutely. As I always say, and I tell my team, relationship sales is the best. You got to have a friend before you can sell something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I mean, this this was an awesome conversation. Enlightening to to get into the um, the side of the business that we don't normally get to talk about is is how warranty works, the the, the money that companies put aside for it, and and some of the some of the experimental things, as I mentioned, that yeah. some um, companies or some manufacturers are doing to sort of alleviate their, their pain a little bit. So uh, I appreciate your time today, Tommy. Gary, thank you so much, sir. Continued success. I'm thrilled to see you out on your own, man. It's awesome. When uh, we thank opened up a, a Canadian affiliate. So when I come up there, I'll come, I'll come up North and say hi to you. Awesome. Love it. All right. Thanks, Tommy. Another great conversation. This one's surrounding warranty sort of the ins and outs of warranty within the industry and how they work and how we can use aftermarket warranties that are not OEM warranties to give our customers more peace of mind, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm out. Thank you once again to the Master Group. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, 
LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.